this morning I want to share a story uh, found in uh, Luke chapter 23. And um, uh, Luke 23, I'm going to read from 32 to 43, uh, just to give us uh, an idea of what we're looking at. Um, but this, uh, I'll have it behind me which you can follow. Um, but what we're looking at in Luke 23 uh, is this story um, of, of Jesus uh, on the cross. And, um, and where we're diving into is, is this whole picture and this, uh, the, the context of Jesus on the cross uh, at the crucifixion at this time. So uh, Luke 23, and we're going to start at 32. And so it reads this. It says, Two other men, both criminals, were also led out with him to be executed. Uh, when they came to the place called the skull, they crucified him there along with the criminals, one on his right, the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. The people stood watching, and the rulers even sneered at him. They said, He saved others. Let him save himself if he is God's Messiah, the Chosen One. The soldiers also came up to him and mocked him. They offered him wine vinegar and said, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was a written notice above him which read, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said. Since you are under the same sentence, we are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve, but this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus answered him, Truly I tell you, today you will be, you will be with me in paradise. Um, I've got two keys uh, that I, that I want to draw out from this scripture uh, that I want to share with you today. Two keys uh, that I, I hope and pray challenges you, uh, uh, that, it, that it, it activates your faith and, and gets you thinking um, about, about how and why and, 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 and how our, our faith is being used uh, in our life today. So two keys. Uh, first one is this. Uh, first key is that victory, I've, I've, I've labeled it, um, named it victory through the small. Okay, victory, uh, victory in the small. And um, I don't know if this was just sort of uh, uh, me, this could be my own thing, but uh, uh, you know, when I think of victory, I generally think of like the big stage, the big victory, the, the mighty wins, you know, it's the, it's the main event, it's the big audience. And, and when you think of a victory, you generally go to like the big stage, the big occasions, right? And, um, and, and, and I, know that, um, I know that that may be the case. And, you know, last week we spoke about David and Goliath. Um, uh, but during the week, I was sort of challenged and I got my head around this. And I thought, you know, it's, as much as it is, and we do have these, these big these battles in our lives and, and we see victories like massive and, and big victories in our own life, um, sometimes it is about the smaller things. Uh, sometimes, you know, it is about uh, uh, walking in victory uh, in the small battles in life. Um, you know, I know for me, uh, driving in Innisfail, you know, if, if, if someone uses their indicator on a roundabout, right, we reclaim that as a victory in Jesus' name, right? I'm talking to people who drive in Innisfail here this morning. Um, you know, I know that um, if you lived at home with me and, and, and if you talk to my wife afterwards, she'll tell you that if Pastor, Tra if Pastor Travis makes a Milo without spilling milk on the bench, 
That is a victory, right? I see her like pumping her fist in the background. She's like, he did it. You know, there is a God, you know? And so uh, sometimes life is, is full of these little victories. Who knows that a couple of months ago, uh, who would have thought that it would be a victory if you had purchased a roll of toilet paper, right? Who would have thought, right? If you had said that in the start of 2020, you'd be like, no, that's not gonna happen. Right? There was a stage where we're like praying, God, we need toilet paper in this place. Uh, but, you know, so it, sometimes life is about these, the, the, the smaller things. Uh, sometimes life is, is, is about just the, the, the daily um, pressures and the daily stresses um, of life, right? And last week we spoke about David and Goliath, and, and sometimes, and I said this, in our lives, sometimes we, we, we come into a season where we do face a, a Goliath, we do face a giant in our life, and we have to stand in faith, and we have to dig in, and we have to press into God like we've never pressed in before. But, but this morning, that may not be relatable to you. This morning, it may just be about the, the, the pressures and the stress of just day-to-day life. And I believe that living a victorious life, I believe living in victory uh, is about winning those, those, those battles against, July, uh, against Goliath. And, you know, but, but it's also about the, the day-to-day battles that we face in life. And uh, it's these ones, these, these daily uh, situations that may not be life-threatening, uh, they may not be life-changing, but, but nevertheless, there's still pressures in life that we have to overcome. Uh, you know, there was a quote that I was reminded of, um, uh, and I don't know who said it, um, but I, I remember um, it said that great things are done by a series of small things brought together. Okay, great things are done, great things are done by a series of small things brought together. And, uh, you know, and so it's about living a victorious life and, and, winning, the, the, and winning victory over our lives in, in, these, in these major situations and the major battles of our life, I believe, starts with the small things. And I was reminded, and I, I know, you know, I, I, I do have an okay memory. I know we, we preached and talked about David and Goliath last week, but, but I was reminded that, you know, David, uh, David and, and this, this battle of Goliath off the top of my head, I named six things, six things that David did before he even got to the battlegrounds, before he even looked Goliath in the face. There were six things that he did, six small things uh, uh, that he did in faith uh, that he saw victory in that got him to the battlefield, okay? Uh, we, we know that, uh, we, we read that, you know, he believed that God would save him uh, from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear. We read that. He says that. He says, I believe that God would save me from those animals as I was protecting the sheep and the flock that I was looking after, right? That David was already living in a place of faith uh, that, that God would protect him from the lion and the bears, uh, we know that, uh, uh, that is, if we read before that David was anointed, was actually anointed by a prophet of God to be a king of Israel, the next king of Israel, right? That blows my mind. If someone comes in this church right now and anoints me as the next king of Australia, right? I'm just like, hey, old Travis, you know, like, but, but you know, he's, he, we don't see pride set in. We see him just sort of, he continues to walk in faith and, and humility, right? It, it's the daily, I'm talking about the daily small things of life that, that David did here. We know that his, he, honoring his father, right? His, honoring his father to go, yep, I'll, I'll take the food to my brothers and, and not, not disputing. Not, he could have easily said to his dad, I'm, I'm, I'm the next king of Israel, dad, right? You take the food to my brothers, right? And, you know, and, um, but he honors his father. And he, I'm talking about the small victories of daily life. 
Uh, we know that he had faith to listen to God and to believe in God's promises over his brothers and, and others that were speaking over him. He rejected the king's armor. And, uh, and, and, and the fact that he, that he picked up five smooth stones, it says. Right? I don't know about you, but I'm picking up like 5,000 stones, right? Just in case. Like, this is a big dude, right? And I'll, I will throw all 5,000 if I have to to get him down. But, you know, that, that he picks up five stones, the scripture says, right? Six daily things, six daily battles, six daily uh, 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 battles that he had to see victory in. And when he walks in victory in those things, he gets to the battlefield. He gets to meet Goliath face to face. And by that point, he's prepared, he's ready, he's, he's, he's built in faith, and he's ready to do what God's called him to do. You know, I believe that sometimes life is, is about the small victories. Life is about overcoming just the pressures and stresses of day-to-day life. You know, um, I got to go on a honeymoon with my amazing wife uh, a couple years ago, and uh, we went to uh, Vanuatu. And uh, which is really cool, and, and it was an amazing time. And, uh, and off, uh, off, just not far from Vanuatu, is an island called Ambram Island. And uh, it's an island that I own. And uh, no kidding, kidding. <laughs> I don't own it. Uh, but it is called Ambram Island. And, uh, and with the last name Ambram, I was very interested in this. And you know, and Grace is now Grace Ambram, and I was like, oh, this could, there could be something for us here. So. So we went and visited uh, this island um, at the end of our honeymoon. It was sort of one of the last things we prepared. And, uh, and so we went to Ambram Island, um, amazing place, um, uh, really cool. Uh, it's, it's sort of, um, how can I say this without offending? Uh, it's sort of living in, 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 in the past. Um, for example, uh, they don't have electricity there. Um, and so I was told that on Ambram Island, they actually have one generator. And the generator is only used to charge a mobile phone. And the mobile phone is the only sort of contact in and out of the island. Uh, and it's kind of used for like emergency if there was like a, a natural disaster or, you know, cyclone coming, they can bring the mobile. Imagine like, hey, it's like, yeah, there's a cyclone coming for you. Um, so, you know, so that's, that's sort of, that's where they're living, uh, living at. And so uh, we were there and, um, and at the end of our stay, uh, we had planned, you know, obviously to go back to Vanuatu, and it was at the end, so we were going home, we were ready to go home. And, and I remember one of the guys came to us, and, and he sort of says to us, you know, the, the plane's not coming to pick you up. Uh, storm, like strong winds, they, you know, the plane's not coming. And I'm like, okay, that's cool, like, okay, well, what's, like, when is the plane coming? And the guy's just like, no plane. And I'm like, yeah, but when? When is, when's the plane going to get here? And, and he's just like, yes, no plane, too, storm, too much. And, and uh, they, I mean, they don't speak English very well, you know, they're not cavemen, but, but, you know, they don't speak it very well. And so it's like, okay, well, well, you know, when the storm goes, does the plane come? And he's like, oh yeah, storm, no plane. And I'm like, okay. So, you know, and it was, it was this back, you know, there's no one else to go to. And, and, uh, and so we're sort of this back and forward. And after a while, we're like, okay, that's okay. We'll just, you know, we'll, we'll get through this. And, and after some time, you know, it's kind of like, okay, we've, we've had enough of this. Like, there's just too much unknown here. I don't know what's happening. And, uh, and, and I remember um, sort of coming to the, the point where it got to the stage where we had to fly from Ambram Island back to Vanuatu because our plane was leaving from Vanuatu to Brisbane. And then a plane was leaving from Brisbane to Cairns. And we had it all stepping stones where if we missed the flight from out of Vanuatu, then we would miss the flight from Brisbane, which means we don't get home and we're booking all new flights. And, 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 and this started to get a very stressful 
uh, situation, right? What turned into just like big storm, no plane, you know, now it's like a you know, big problem, you know, like we need to get a plane here, we need to get back to Vanuatu. And, uh, and I, I just remember just being so stressed out and, 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 and thinking back and, and knowing that it, we were never in danger, right? Like, like we were, they, were, they were great, they were loving people, they had food, shelter, like we were okay. Um, but it was the fact that it was just a stressful and annoying situation in our lives, right? Especially on your honeymoon. Um, and, and, you know, our lives weren't at danger. We weren't on an island stranded and no one knew where we were. Like, we were okay, but it was just the pressure and the stress of, of life. And in that moment, I remember just, just, just going, God, you need to do something here, right? Like, these guys barely speak English. We need to get back, you know, and, and, I, and just you're trying to explain to them we need a plane, and they're just like, oh, yes, plane. You know, like, like no plane. Like, ah. and, you know, and, and so, God, you need to do something. God, you need to do something here. And, and you know, I believe that, that to, to, to live and walk in a victor- victorious life, that we have to, in those, in those smaller situations, right, those things that aren't life-threatening, we were okay, we were safe, but in those moments, do we have faith to go, God, I need you to do something. I need you to make a way. I'm stressed out. My wife is stressed out. We're on a honeymoon. This is not how we wanted to go. God, you need to make a way here because this is, this is, this is super, super annoying. You know, do, do you believe, do you, do you know, do you have the faith in the small just as much as you have faith in the big? Or vice versa, vice versa. Do you have faith in the, in the big, uh, right? Or do you need faith in the, in the small and the big? Sorry, I can't remember which way I did it. But, you know, the, but this idea that it's not just about facing the Goliath. It's not just about finding the faith and mustering the, the, the courage to go, I need a big Goliath and God's on my side. Sometimes it's about dealing with the lions and the bears. When no one else is around, right? When no one's there to see you, do you have the faith to believe that God would make a way? Do you believe that God will make a way in your life in the small daily pressures of life just as much as he would when we're facing the Goliaths and the giants in our life? And as, as, great, as, as great as victory as it is, you know, defeating Goliaths, as, as great as a victory it is and, and all glory to God and, and, you know, in our lives, it's kind of like, look what God did in my life and, and I had no way out and I was stuck, but God made a way. And as great as that is, uh, I believe that living a victorious life means these small battles, these small pressures. We need to stand in faith and victory in those areas of our life. And I just love here in Luke, in the scripture that we just read, uh, that there was a criminal, right? There was a criminal who was on, on a cross on one side of Jesus. And it blows my mind that a criminal hanging on a cross, right, given the death sentence, that with a few words, we're led to believe that he found salvation, right? I'm talking about a criminal. I'm not talking about a nice guy comes to church on a Sunday, dresses well, made some mistakes, but God's going to say, I'm talking about a criminal who, who, who we know and be- he believes that he deserves the death sentence. He did, some, he did something pretty messed up. And here he speaks to Jesus and finds salvation. And there was no angels, right? We don't read in, in this passage in Scripture that angels came down and swooped. There was a halo a, a above his head. Or we, we don't see, you know, like a spotlight from heaven, like in the movies, you know, and God's like, oh, you know, angels hit the spotlight and then, shoom, ah, and he was saved. And it, there's nothing really big that happens here, right? 
There's no big battle. There's no big victorious you know, you know, trumpets that sound. It was just a criminal who spoke to Jesus in faith and was saved. And the amazing thing, church, is that sometimes when we do the small things in life and attach faith to that, amazing things can happen. It was just by his words that he spoke to Jesus. He attached a faith to it and changed his eternity. I wonder what little things you do in life. I wonder what little things that you say every day, your actions that you do every day, how you present yourself every day. The small things in life that even you attach faith to could change someone's life, could change your own life. Church, don't underestimate the power of small. Because we read in verse 20, uh, 42 and 43 of Luke, right? Then he said, Jesus, remember me. This is a criminal speaking. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus answered, truly, I tell you today, you will be with me in paradise. Here's a man hanging on a cross. And in that moment, right, we, we, we're sort of led to believe that at this point, he may have had six, you know, six hours to live, Right? And in the last hours of his life, cries out to Jesus in faith. Nothing big, no, no big victorious battle, but he saw a victory in his life through the small act of words speaking in faith. That criminal, that man on the cross next to Jesus saw a victory in his life. Uh, you know on Facebook how you get Facebook memories, um, if you're on there? And, uh, and this week, I actually got a, a Facebook memory from 2010, Trav, I think it was. Uh, I like, like look at it as like myself reminding me or telling me stuff. It's really cool. Um, and I got a memory this week. Um, and uh, and it, said, it said, if you're too small, uh, if you think you're too small to make a difference, try going to sleep in a room with a mosquito. Yeah, yeah. I'm like 2010, like 2010 Trav is like just spitting truth, you know, like changing the world by faith, by one Facebook status at a time, you know, it's like keyboard warrior, but, uh, you know, but I read this, this memory, uh, you know, and, and I thought, I mean, it kind of just, it comes in here, it says, let, let's not, let's not get distracted, let's not underestimate the power of small, right, one small mosquito can drive you up and down the wall, at, you know, like at the same time. It's like, don't, don't underestimate the power of small. And, and what I want to tell you is that in our daily life, when we wake up and the things we say and the things we do and the daily things that we do, we can attach faith to those things and see and walk in a victory. I believe that, uh, you know, I've got a couple of things here. I believe that, you know, those prayers that we pray, those, those, those small prayers that you may pray, Small or not, we attach faith to those prayers and we can see, the, we, we can see change in our lives and in, in other people's lives. And we attach faith to that action of generosity. We can see change when we attach faith to those words of encouragement. Now we're not just saying words, but when we attach faith, we believe that there's power in the small things of just saying, hey, mate, you're doing a really great job. You're doing good. I know it may, may not be going how you want it to, but you showed up. You're here today. That's what, what, what can happen when we attach 
faith to our words, when we attach faith to that person, when we, we feel like we need to give them money for no reason whatsoever, who knows the power and what God could do through that. When we attach faith with inviting someone to church, who knows what God could do in their hearts. When, when we attach faith to that phone call or that text message to say, hey, I'm just not, I'm not texting, I'm not calling to get something from you, but I'm just texting and calling to see how you're going. When we attach faith to that, God, would you move in that situation? We don't, we don't want to underestimate the power of small. God, when I give that gift that may not cost much, it was only a cheap gift, but I want to buy it and give it to that person because I believe in them and I'm thinking of them and I want them to feel appreciated. It doesn't matter about the cost of the gift, but God, I'm attaching faith to believe that they would feel wanted. God, when I attach faith to the 10 minutes, the five minutes that I read the Bible, I know it may not be much, God, but I'm attaching faith and believing that when I read, God, that I would hear from you. God, that you would challenge me, that you would encourage me. God, when I attach faith to coming church on a Sunday, God, I don't want to just walk through the doors and sit down in a seat and enjoy the air con and, and, and tick my box of, yay, I've done it, I've been to church. No, God, I want to attach faith to it and say, God, what do you want to do in my life? Attach faith to the small things in life. Everything I just listed is not big. It's not a victorious, there's this big, you know, trumpet sounding and look, and God's just moving in my life. They're small, day-to-day things that when we attach faith to it, God can move. This criminal, all he said was a couple of words. A couple of words attached with faith and saw his life changed forever. Church, don't underestimate the power of the little when we attach faith. And I just wanted to, I guess, just really understand and put us in this, in this picture of, of this criminal that's on the cross, right? You have to understand that he's, he's hanging here on a cross next to Jesus. He's carried his cross, you know, all the way up to where they're crucified. He would have seen people whipping, spitting, cursing at Jesus, Right? Right, right. The, the, the social, the culture of this situation is that we don't like Jesus, right? That's why we're killing him, right? And, and he would have stood there. We, we read that the soldiers are mocking him. It says that the rulers were, were there sneering at him, going, if you're really the son of God, get yourself down from the cross. This man is hanging and seeing and hearing everything. And not only that, but the criminal on the other side of him starts to insult Jesus and says, hey, if you're really the son of man, bring yourself down and take us with you. This man is, is completely surrounded by, by people who hate Jesus. He's living in a culture. He's, he's, he's in, a, in, in, a, in an atmosphere of, of you know, not liking Jesus. <laughs> right? And in that moment, right, just, just, just let this sink in. In that moment, he chose to speak to Jesus and put his faith in him. Right? Regardless of what everything that was going on around him, regardless of the fact that he was on a cross, he looked to Jesus and he said, just with my words, because that's all I've got, I'm going to speak in faith and believe and know that he is king. Right? Get this, that the criminal put his faith in a dying king. Right? He, he's not living in, in the year 2000. He doesn't get to read the, the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. He doesn't get to read the, the New Testament letters. He doesn't get to come to church on a Sunday morning and, 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 and hear you know, preaching from the New Testament and what Paul and, and all these guys wrote. He's, he's living in a place of I'm on a cross with, with hours to live and I choose to put my faith in a guy who's hanging on a cross next to me. To put his faith in a dying king. 
And, and, and I just think that that moment right there is one of the greatest faith moments, one of the greatest victories in the Bible. There was no Goliath slayed. There was no splitting of the sea. There was no walking through fire or shutting the, the mouth of, the, of lions. It was just a man hanging on a cross who chose to put his faith in the king who was hanging there next to him. My second key here is, uh, is victory is available for all. Victory is available for all. Um, uh, I've, I'm sort of looking into this, and, and when I get time and when I make time, uh, I like to occasionally go back and, and, and look at the original Greek and, and Hebrew words and what they actually mean, the, the, the true meaning of them. Because we know that the Bible was written in, in originally was written in, in, in Hebrew and in Greek. And so when, were, when it was translated to English, we know that sometimes the English words sort of can have not the full meaning of what the Greek or what the Hebrew word was. And a great example of this we find in this story over the Gospels, over Matthew, Mark, Luke, John and, and, uh, and different translations. Uh, when they talk about the criminals that were either side of Jesus, um, some translations say rebel, some say criminal, some say thief. And, uh, and for example, when I think of thief, I think of you know, someone who secretly... A thief is someone who sort of secretly goes behind your back and, you know, steals money, steals, you know, bread, or, you know, like steals food. And, and, and a thief is, is, a, is, a, is a secretive uh, person who goes behind your back and, and doesn't hurt anyone, doesn't really do anything like that, but just sort of is, is out there to, to, to sort of to take. Um, and, and as I'm looking, looking into this, and, and that word sort of rebel or thief or criminal that we read in, in our English translations, uh, the, the original Greek word for, for what was meant there um, was actually this, is one who uses violence to rob openly, right? One who uses violence to rob openly. And so these criminals that are on the cross next to Jesus, they're not just, they're not just criminals. They're not just like guys who did something wrong. They didn't just steal some money or whatnot. These are guys who in today's standards probably got done for armed robbery, right? These are criminals. These are two guys who probably, uh, and we sort of, when you dive deeper into it, probably uh, was done for armed robbery, which included the death of someone. They probably killed someone, right? As, as they're robbing, going out into something, somewhere that's not theirs, they've, they've killed someone along the lines. These guys are not just criminals. They're not just thieves. These are guys who have done some pretty bad stuff, Right? And we read in verse 41, it says that the, the, one of the criminals says that we, were, we are punished justly, right? for we are getting what our deeds deserve. Right? He knows that the death sentence was what he deserves. Right? Whatever he did was bad enough to convince him that I deserve to be here on this cross. But what I love, what I love the most about this, if, if I could just get the worship team up, that'd be great. What I love most about this is that in verse 33, right? It says that when they came to the place called the skull, they crucified him there along with the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. And I love, I love, I love, I love, I love the picture that this paints. I see Jesus on the cross in the middle and I see one on his left and one on his right. And I just felt God so strongly say, you know what, Trav? Jesus is equally accessible to all that everyone has the same access to God. Everyone has the same opportunity to put their faith in Jesus. 
I just thought, you know, Jesus wasn't on the left side, you know, and then there was two criminals and the criminal in the middle was like, oh, Jesus, you know, save me. And, you know, and he's like, yeah, you're saved. And, and the poor guy on the far end of the cross is like trying to talk to Jesus, but Jesus can't hear him. And, you know, it, it, was, it was Jesus was in the middle. And he had one on his left and one on his right. And both criminals had the same opportunity to speak to Jesus. Both criminals had the same access to Jesus. Armed robbery or not, murder or not, criminal, thief, rebel, whatever you want to call them. But the understanding that they both had the same access to Jesus, the same opportunity to talk, to meet with Jesus at that time. And I want to tell you, no matter where you've been, what you've done, what you've thought, what you've seen, what you've said, this morning right now you have the same opportunity to come to the same Jesus that I serve. That there's no one too far gone. There's no armed robbery too bad. That there's no crime bad enough that would stop Jesus from from acting uh, and from acting on the words of faith. And I, uh, this, this, this picture that it paints, that one criminal, right? One criminal acted out of selfishness said that if you're really the son of man save yourself and save us as well save me he knew that he had hours to live and he needed something he was doing a Hail Mary and he said Jesus you need to get yourself down and bring me along with you and then he chose to live out of a place of selfishness he chose to live out of a place of of, of fear he chose to live out a place of everyone else is mocking him we reread that he insults Jesus right what a way I'm gonna insult Jesus to get him to bring me down with him right bad strategy (laughs) and he had the exact same opportunity as the other criminal except the other guy on the other side of Jesus chose faith he chose to go against the grain he chose to go against what everyone else was saying all the words of everyone else chose to rebuke the other criminal and said hey hey we deserve to be here you and me we we messed up we should be here this guy did nothing wrong and he chose to put his faith in a king that was dying on the cross right next to him. Both had the same opportunity. Both choose, chose different pathways. And this morning, this morning, right now, you're next to Jesus. He's right next to you. And he's saying, I've done the work of the cross. I've, I've won the victory. That the victory of overcoming the world is found in your faith. Would you have faith to believe that I love you? Would you have faith to believe that, that, that you're forgiven? That, that no crime, no mess, nothing in your past can, can keep me from the love that I have for you. Nothing that you've said, that you've done, that you've thought. That right now you have the same opportunity as anyone else to access Jesus right now in this place. And so church, the bottom line is that our faith is our weapon. Our faith is our weapon today. 1 John 5, 4, that the victory in our lives, a daily victory in our lives, in all areas of our life, finances, marriage, friendship, work, business, God, relationships, I believe, God, that in our faith, we can see victory. In faith, we can overcome the world and the issues of the world. And I'm not talking about the David and Goliath, and sometimes you will face that. But right now, I think people need to hear that it's about the daily battles, the small struggles and pressures of life, and you need to start waking up in the morning and saying, God, I'm going to stand in victory today. 
God, that I that this morning, I know yesterday I stuffed up. I know yesterday I messed up. I know last year I did some things. But God, this morning I choose to put my faith in You because I know that I have the same access to, access to You right now. I have the same opportunity to put my faith in You this morning as anyone else. Church, you want to live a victorious life? You want to live in victory? It starts with your faith. God, faith over the small, faith over the big. And so I guess the question I want to end with is, which, which man will you be on the cross? Choose with your faith in Jesus, or will we choose fear? Will we choose to go along with the, what the world's yelling, with the world's screaming, or will we choose to go against what the culture of today is? Will we choose to speak to Jesus out of desperation, out of fear? Or will you choose to speak some small words, but attach faith to it and see your life changed, just as the other criminal did? You know, with every eye closed in this place right now, I just want to make an opportunity for someone. And uh, maybe your first small step, maybe your first faith step right now is to say, you know what, God, I need to make a decision. I need to draw a line in the sand and say, God, I'm going to choose to follow you. I know that my past may look like look like a, a mess, but God, today I choose. Today I have the opportunity to put my faith, my hope, my trust in you. And I want to make that decision this morning. And if that's you, if God's been speaking to you, change your eternity to speak simple words with faith that would change your eternity. If that's your love for you, just to raise your hand, to say, Jesus, I want to follow you. God, I choose to follow you right now in this place. Is there anyone at all that wants to do that? If you raise your hand, I can see it. You can put it straight back down just so I know who you are. Anyone at all? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, for your love. Thank you, God, for your grace. Awesome. God, in this place, Lord, I thank you for your victory. Lord, thank You that we don't have to do this by ourselves. We don't have to live and overcome the world by our own strength and by our own ability and in our own capacity. God, I thank You that we can stand in the victory of the cross, at the power, God, that You have over all. God, that we can live and we can position our life in a place where we can see victory in all areas of our life. God, that we can see Your glory in all areas of our life. God, our hearts this morning, this morning, Lord, as we choose to put our faith in You, we choose, Lord, to overcome the world, to see victory in our lives. And God, right now, I, I, I pray, God, and I just ask that every morning, that daily You would be a, a voice in our ears, that You would be, Your presence would be on our hearts as we wake, as we go through the daily motions, God, that to know that our words can impact lives. Lord, that as we attach faith to our actions, as we attach faith, as we go into our workplace, as we go into our universities, as we go into our schools, as we go into the community, God, as we attach faith, that we will see lives changed forever. God, I thank You that we will not underestimate the small, that we will see a victory in the small things and that will lead us to live a victorious life. God, we thank You. We love You in this place. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.